0: Welcome to the Score Podcast. Do you ever wonder how those personal finance experts you see on TV get their jobs? I mean, what actually is their jobs? The good news for you, dear listener, is that I know a few of them and I've got one of them here on the podcast today. I'm Jeff Richardson and welcome to another episode of the Score Podcast. The personal finance guru isn't really a new phenomenon. There's been a number of experts out there that all they seem to do is more yelling than actually helping people. But let's not paint all of them with such a broad brush. Joining the SCORE podcast today is my good friend Matt Schultz. The name might sound familiar. He does like hundreds of media interviews a year and discusses topics as broad as what to do with your tax return or as specific as which credit cards are providing you the best rewards value. Knowing the credit card industry as well as anyone I know is what put Matt on the map. Matt's official job is being chief credit analyst at LendingTree, America's largest online marketplace for loans. And as I mentioned, he regularly appears on ABC World News tonight. Good Morning America, NBC Nightly News, Today Show, and other news outlets. You'll see him quoted in Bloomberg, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and almost anywhere personal finance stories are printed. And he's written for Business Insider, CBS Money Watch, American Banker, and usnews.com. And when he's not doing all that, he lives in Austin, Texas with his wife, son, and he lives and dies with the Texas Longhorns. Matt, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. First off, what I didn't mention in the intro is that you are kicking off a book tour for your first personal finance book, which is titled, Ask Questions, Save Money, Make More. How to Take Control of Your Financial Life. We're going to talk about that in a second, but just uh, congratulations again on your first
1: book. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: All right. So let's talk about something I kind of joked a little bit about in the intro. How does one or how did you become a person in the media that others look to for personal finance advice? And like, is there like a common mantra or thread to, to the type of advice you give?
1: My... Most common piece of advice, and it's really the centerpiece of the book, is that you have more power over your money than you think. The main thing that it spurred the creation of the book was a piece of data that I've mentioned in hundreds of interviews over the years at LendingTree Tree and at other places where we say that about three in four people who ask for a lower interest rate on their credit card get one, but too few people ever ask. And I can't tell you how many times I've done interviews where people have just been shocked by that. It's something that has been the case for years through good times, bad times, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, post-pandemic and it's it's a perfect example of something that you see in lots of personal finance stuff including things like credit reports and credit scoring but all the way down through talking to your significant other about money or you know splitting the bill at a group dinner people have more power over their money than they realize there you go.
0: There's a lot of advice to unpack in that answer. But I'll ask you to put your analyst hat on for just a, a second. You haven't been on the podcast, but uh, you and I cross paths frequently and, and we are always kind of talking about the trends. So what are your takeaways from this past holiday shopping season? Maybe drill down on on what you're seeing in, in terms of credit card trends and spending.
1: Yeah, LendingTree, there's a report after the holidays every year. And this particular year, what we found was that about one in three people took on some some holiday debt, and that's fairly typical from previous years. But we actually saw that the amount of debt that people were taking on average was actually a little lower than it had been in previous years. And We were a little bit surprised by that just because of inflation and some financial headwinds and all those sorts of things. But what I kind of took it as is it's a sign that people kind of pulled back a little bit and were a little more cautious over the holidays because as much as credit card debt can be a sign of struggle, and it certainly can be. It can also be a sign of confidence because if you're feeling good about your job, if you're feeling generally good about your money situation, taking on a couple of extra hundred bucks of credit card debt over the holidays isn't going to be the end of the world. But if things are a little dicey and you're a little bit unsure as to if you're going to have your job in six months, you may pull things back a little bit. And I, I think that what we saw might have been a sign that people were feeling a little less comfortable about things.
0: I'm so glad you raised that because we sort of saw the same thing. The headlines read consumers shop big this holiday season. And yeah, the retail numbers were up but how much of that was just paying more for less? I mean, goods were much more expensive this year than they were a year ago. So those kind of annual comparisons might be hiding a little bit than the headline might suggest. Relatedly though, BNPL was a big story over the holidays. How are you seeing credit card issuers preparing to compete and kind of what's your take on the increased use in BNPL?
1: Well, BNPL is... An absolute phenomenon, and it's been really interesting to watch over the years. And I only think that it is going to become more popular, especially once the credit scoring industry figures out exactly what it's going to look like when it's integrated into credit scoring tools. Because once somebody can use Buy Now Pay Later to build their credit, it's just going to go even more crazy popular than it is, I think. And it's it's clear the credit card issuers have noticed it too. Most of the big issuers now have installment plan buy now pay later type offerings within their credit cards. And that's clearly something that they value. But long story short, I think that buy now pay later is something that is absolutely here to stay and with credit card debt at a trillion dollars it's interesting to think where that debt number would be if not for buy now pay later
0: yep i agree so let's get to the book we talked a little bit about it but share kind of what your message is and your purpose for writing it I've got a, a follow-up question that kind of digs into maybe some of the structure, but also kind of speak to like what somebody can expect to get if they dig into it over a beach vacation.
1: Yeah. Well, again, the idea is to help people realize that they have more control over their money than they think they do. And the basic idea is that the book is meant to empower people to pay less, earn more, and keep more of their hard-earned money by asking the right questions in a bunch of everyday situations. I think there's a total of 45 in there. And and some of the most interesting ones are really, really impactful stuff like negotiating medical bills and talking to your elderly parents about money. Then some others are, you know, $30 saved on a on a credit card late fee or knocking a few dollars off your cable bill. But all of this stuff is, is significant, especially when you are on a tight budget and when you're living paycheck to paycheck. These things matter. I also talk in the book about how to prepare yourself to make these asks. Because the truth is that a lot of times people don't ask because it's intimidating and scary and nobody wants to call a credit bureau or call a mega bank or call, you know, whoever else to negotiate for these things because it's not easy. But that's that's something that's a key part of the book as well. I think that
0: that is very misunderstood and or not well understood, particularly if as a consumer, maybe, you know, you had a life event occur. It could be something medical, it could be a divorce, could be, you know, any number of things. Jumping on the phone with your lenders, your creditors is one of the first things to do because there are programs available when something unexpected happens where, you know, there's the ability to, to skip some payments. So I'm so glad that you're pushing that message. The other thing about the book that at least in the description that caught my attention is it almost felt like interactive in a sense. So these sort of fill-in-the-blank sheets. Did I read that right? Like, what what's going on with that?
1: No, you, you definitely read that right. And it's really the heart of the book. There, there's a lot of really good personal finance books out there that give real information and real, just amazing stories and helpful stuff. But there's also a lot of kind of pontification, and you don't end up taking a whole lot from it. But what I really wanted this book to do is to kind of serve as a handbook and a very much hands-on kind of thing and give people the actual words that they needed to say in order to successfully ask for some of these things. And in some cases, it's only a few things, but in some cases, it's a little more complex and there's you know, a bunch of different things to consider. So we run through a couple of scenarios within these various requests and various asks and tell people where to fill in their personal information and tell their story. But what we really wanted to do was kind of give them the framework of how to actually ask. And and the goal behind that is simply to take another step towards helping them reduce the fear involved in making the call.
0: That is super unique. And I didn't, I didn't really make that connection, but how useful is that? That is really cool. Okay, last question. Looking at the year to come, what are the personal finance and credit trends you think uh, you'll be most focused on and media will be most focused on in, in 2024?
1: Interest rates and delinquencies. <laughs> Who knows when the Fed is going to start Lowering rates. I think I tend to feel like they're going to take a little longer to start than some people do. And then with delinquencies, it's just really, really interesting to watch as things keep on rising. And I personally think that things are normalizing a little bit from historic lows. But as we move forward, and if delinquencies continue to rise with different types of loans, and we move kind of past that normal and into more of the, uh-oh, we're, we're in a little bit of dicey situation here. It's going to be really interesting to watch. And then, then of course, the, the giant X factor at the end of this year is, is the election and what that's going to look like. And that will affect every single thing that happens in the following year.
0: Without a doubt. Matt, great catching up with you. I can't wait to see you uh, out in the circuit and probably on TV. And congrats again on the book. It's out, I believe, in March. Can you share with us where to get it?
1: Yes. Yeah, it is out on March 19th, and it is available for pre-order now everywhere you would shop for books. And if you need more information about it, you can go to my personal website, Matt Schultz.com. That's S C H U L com slash book. And you'll find all the information and links, uh, right there.
0: Matt, thanks again for joining the podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me. This was fun. Matt's book
0: is coming out at a very timely moment. Despite headlines of positive economic growth and lower predicted inflation, Millions of consumers are still struggling. The most recent update from VantageCore's credit gauge indicates continued pressure on consumers. Overall, credit card delinquencies were up in all days past due categories compared to a year ago. In fact, the 30 to 59 days past due was up 32% when compared to this time last year. So whether it's Matt, myself, or literally the rest of the consumer finance industry, We need to make sure consumers have all the information they need to make the right financial choices for their goals and aspirations. They apparently also could use a good script. So Matt's book's going to really come in handy. Consumer education is key. Delivering it when it matters is what matters. I'm Jeff Richardson, and I look forward to our next conversation.
1: Views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageScore solutions. Visit VantageScore.com to learn more.